Hi everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of the third season of the Journey Hub. And today we have an amazing uh, speaker with us. It's um, Dave Coley, and he's the head of planning and digital and Armstrong partnerships. So Dave has more than seven, eight years actually of experience in the industry and he's proficient in so many things like strategic planning, people management, digital, social, eCRM. So today we are very excited to hear about Dave's journey in marketing advertising industry and ask a lot of questions and have a great discussion. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, is that my, my turn to go? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for, Thank for you. the intro. That was, uh, that was very nice. Uh, okay. It all sounds about correct, I think. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so let's start with our first question. So we don't take a lot of time. Uh, so yes, just tell us more about your journey, about your experience in the industry, and why did you choose marketing as a part of your journey? Uh, I guess it depends how far back you go. In high school, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Uh, I had some friends who were in on like a film school track and I kind of wanted to be a, a screenplay writer. I thought I'd write movies and stuff. And, uh, a friend of mine got his hands on a script for some tiny Canadian TV show. And we read the script thinking we would write our own thing. And it just seemed, uh, really hard so <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I paused that dream and then I thought uh, commercials are like little movies I have a bunch of ideas maybe I can just be a copywriter instead so I, I started looking for um, colleges that had advertising programs I landed at Mohawk because it was a three-year program instead of a two uh, and they had a creative and a business stream so I get a chance to test both out uh, first year, I went in thinking I would be a creative person. The professors sort of set me straight and said, you know, it's pretty competitive out there. Uh, I'm not sure that you, know, you have the chops for it. So uh, they pushed me down the business stream and I ended up being an account manager. Uh, I started my career at Armstrong and I left to go to FCB for a bit. I came back and I moved to strategy maybe four years ago five years ago so I, I most of my experience is is um, account experience which I've transferred to um, strategy that sounds amazing and actually we don't really have a lot of people who had dreams like this who we spoke to so that sounds really cool so thank you for sharing that with us you know, uh, it's quite interesting when you said that, you know, it was from all from a drama strip thing and then you changed the line, you know, it's quite a journey that you told us and, you know, it's been uh, a lot of time that you moved into strategy. So uh, talking about strategy and uh, in terms of that, asking the second question that, you know, you have been into the industry for more than around like nine to 10 years now. So how do you keep you, yourself motivated, you know, stay focused all the time while you're working uh, in, with, agents, uh, with an agency and working across clients? I don't, I don't know that I stay motivated all the time. I, I think I, I have a tendency to just kind of wander around mentally and go down little rabbit holes and, and check stuff out. And, um, I, I enjoy other aspects of life, which I, I think 
is necessary for strategy. If you're always focused on just the brief and just the deliverable, you don't give yourself time to uh, really be creative or to be inspired elsewhere. Um, so the motivation isn't a problem because I, I just love it. It's, it's fun to do even after 10 or so years. Um, the staying focused part, I, I do struggle with because I, I, I get distracted easily. <laughs> and that's totally understandable. I think I'm the same way sometimes. And um, sometimes I work in a strategy part of any agency too. And I understand sometimes how difficult it is because you can't just like turn on your creativity sometimes. Uh, yes, sometimes ideas come at night, sometimes in early mornings, sometimes you need for a walk and go for a coffee to think about something. Uh, so, and especially right now with COVID, I think it's like really, really difficult to just stay at home and stay motivated all the time. Yeah, there's, uh, I'll probably butcher this, but there, there are studies that show uh, you, you basically need to give yourself time to not think about a problem where your unconscious mind is working on it in the background. So it feels to the, the conscious self, it feels like you just have this epiphany, but in reality, you have been working on it on and off for the entire time since you first encountered the problem. You, maybe you did a little bit of research and then you took a break and you went out for lunch and you started doing other jobs and you, you got back into it. Eventually something hits you and you're like, oh, of course. Um, so yeah, you need that time to, to really let things stir around up there. Yeah, that's really good point. And I think for like for all of us, sometimes with COVID, it's it became really hard to kind of understand where is the personal life, where is work life, where we need to take some break. And honestly, I was thinking about it today that I actually never really take a break. I even work and I eat at the same time. And I don't think it's okay that work would work the same way and if I would be in an office space. So yes, it's really important to um, understand that you need some break, even even if you're working and you feel like, okay, I can do everything. It's not okay just to sit on a chair from nine to five, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you're not actually working anyways. Uh, you, you only have maybe a few hours of brain power that you can apply to anything at any one time. I, I'm sure it feels like you're working, but you're probably uh, you know, checking emails, or you check social or, or something. And when you, I think it's, it's Dan Ariely says this uh, in, in some of the studies he's done where uh, if you take your mind off of a task, it takes you like 20 minutes or something to get back focused on it. And there's all this time that we just lose throughout the day where we're, we're thinking that we're focused, but we'd be better off to just get up and go do something else for a few minutes and then come back and, and be sharp again. Yes, uh, really good point. Uh, thank you for this. And uh, yeah, I think our next question actually is a little bit about it too. So um, yes, how to stay motivated and how to stay focused. And you really went through a lot of things in your life so far and you've done a lot of different things. And when I looked at your LinkedIn and your like about page, you were like, oh my God, there's so many things you're actually really good at. So that's amazing. And um, I just, yeah, I think our audience would be interested to know uh, what helped you and what kind of job actually helped you to get to the point 
where you're at in your career right now. So you mentioned account manager job. So how did the skills that you learned in that job maybe helped you to get to the point where you're at now? Uh, thank you. I, I don't know that that's all true. Um, it's, I wrote my own LinkedIn bio, so it, no one else has verified how good I am at those things. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess in general, uh, every experience helps you in some way. So my, my high school job and the job I had through college was um, sales associate at SportCheck in the town where, I, where I'm from. And that helped me be comfortable speaking with strangers, uh, just walking up to someone and, and trying to sell them something when they know that you're trying to sell them something is very uncomfortable and uh, it's awkward and you get to practice um, just being a, a normal human that people can like right away. And that, that helps you with account management because there's a lot of relationships involved in that uh, internally and externally. Um, and as you go through, it's, I, I think it's a easy transition to go from accounts to strategy because you're, you're practicing a lot of the same fundamentals as an account service professional. You're capturing all the information that's required. You're actively listening. You're, if you're, if you're any good, you're doing your own research and you're really striving to understand the products and services of the company that you're representing, uh, which is all foundational elements of, of strategy um, where your, where you would apply your intuition or your understanding of people on the account side, that curiosity and that uh, observation of things helps you on the strategy side as well. So uh, everything helps if you, if you let it and are open to it and you, you can look back and um, notice those things that you experienced as positive. Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, I know you wanted to give a comment, uh, Shriash, just one second. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to mention that's true. And actually, uh, every person who actually sometimes reach out to me, like for informational interview or something, I always suggest if you say that you don't have experience in, it's, it's not true. Like if you have a goal and you know where you want to go, you can go back to what you've done before and find the skills that you can apply to the job that you want to be at. Uh, like if it's not the chemistry and engineering or something, <laughs> but maybe some things you can take from there too. Uh, but yeah, totally agreed uh, with this point. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, if nobody would die if you made a mistake, you don't necessarily need specialized training. You can, you can learn that stuff. Yeah, not doctor, not no. chemistry or uh, or something. So yeah, airplane manufacturer or something. Those are things that you need to be perfect at all the time. Yeah, true. Yeah. Pretty much agree. I, I was like active listener here, you know, just listening to Jerry. <laughs> and, uh, there was a point that was made by Dave. So, you know, I was just following it being an active listener. And yeah, I pretty much agree with Dave there. Uh, I myself 
I have an experience in that thing. So when I started, just wanted to add on to that thing that when I started with Amazon advertising, I was an account manager back at home. So, you know, learning from it and in the latter half when I was leaving back uh, India to Canada. So for like around four months, I was into strategy. You know, my boss told me to come into strategy help in that in those things because the reason that i have managed the account i know the in and out so i completely agree with with dave there you know you learn from the basics if you know the basics the ground rules small things that you know a normal person won't uh, then only you can be into the strategy. It is, it is nothing as such that it's a prescribed job that you'll get a strategy person because it only comes with experience. Uh, without that, not, no, no entry level for strategy. Uh, in my book, it's like this because of the reason a strategy person cannot be an entry level or uh, you can say a, a year or two years of experience for me. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I think... Um... I'm sure there are some jobs out there that are junior strategists in nature. And I have, I've seen a few of them, but for the most part, what anecdotally, what I've observed is um, you already need experience somewhere else to end up in the strategy department at an agency. Um, and part of your job as a strategist is to, um, inspire and get people to go along with what you're thinking uh, without any real authority over them so it's it's difficult uh you have to convince them that that what you're saying is correct and this is a way forward it's rarely the only way forward it's your best attempt at what would solve a business problem um, or or some kind of insight that would lead you to a, a amazing creative campaign but it's, uh, you have to be believable and people have to want to go with you. And, and someone with no experience would struggle with that. Just being in a, a room full of uh, professional creative teams and professional developers and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would agree. Pretty much, uh, I second everything that uh, Dave just said. So, you know, uh, walking in with an agency, handling so much clients. So moving on to the next question in the same lines, I would say that uh, what, like, for example, what do you like the most about working with Armstrong Partnership right now? And the second part of the question, of course, what would you recommend to the recent grads that if they want to land up a job with Armstrong Partnership, so what they should do, what is the, that right thing that you want to convey to them? Uh, I, I like a lot of things about Armstrong. What the reason I enjoy it is, I guess it has to do with the size, but it's more than that. We're a small shop. Uh, so you get opportunities that you wouldn't get at a larger agency necessarily. Uh, you get to do a lot of different things. We, we don't have, um, uh, a global team with experts in every single area. Uh, so you get a chance to try your hand at something new potentially. Um, at the same time, it's where we're very successful and we're good at what we do. And it's fun to be the, the David in the David and Goliath scenario, um, you know, fighting a little 
harder and, and finding different ways to make things work uh, when you, you don't necessarily have all the advantages of a, uh, a large network at your disposal. And what is that, uh, like, if what do you want to recommend to the recent grads who want to land up with Armstrong Partnership? Uh, recent grads who want to end up anywhere, I would say, um, <clears throat> I, I had a very tough time getting my first job. I had a tough time getting my internship. I had a tough time getting my first job. Uh, once you get in somewhere, it just feels like the floodgates are open and recruiters are calling you and you, you can get interviews whenever you want. And it, it just going from not having all these doors slammed in your face to just getting in somewhere uh, gets you in that uh, industry circle. Um, so any grad looking to get in anywhere, it's, it's extremely tough. And I don't, I don't have any advice that is unique. <laughs> I'm sure it, it's been said before. Uh, you just have to keep grinding and hit the pavement and get your name out there. Um, I can tell you what I enjoy or what I look for in resumes and applications is something, it's gonna sound stupid, but something unexpected. Uh, you, when you get enough of these resumes and you get these LinkedIn reach outs, you start to notice the template that students are given by their professors and by other industry professionals of reach out and say these four things and do some research about the person first and try and make it personal and show them all your extracurriculars and stuff. And that's, that's good and it's impressive and you might get something. But when you get 10 or 15 or 20 or 100 of those, um, you're actually not really doing what you think you're doing anymore. You think you're setting yourself apart by going this extra mile. But if everyone in your class attends the same session and gets the same information, then everyone is doing the same thing. And, and um, that's a lot of, of advertising strategy as well. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you do differently? What's your unique selling proposition? Um, so I, I would encourage grads to try and think a little differently about what makes them unique and uh, embrace their uniqueness. No, I pretty much agree. Point. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I just want to uh, just want to mention that you know that adaptability and that you know something unique. Uh, it's, it, it isn't a stupid, Dave. It's, it's the perfect thing that everyone looks uh, for, for, for a candidate, you know. It's, uh, that's a valid point. So I completely agree with that. Yeah, just, uh, and I wanted to add to that too, that uh, amazing point. And actually not a lot of people are saying that. And with the time you kind of understand that, yes, you're given the same template and everything's following the same instructions. And everyone wants to pass through this ATS system or put the keywords in and have this measurable results in their resume. But in the end of the day, like we all sit at home with the, our PC and we have same maybe resources right now, right? It's not like I can go to actual location and meet you and talk to you and um, like, I don't know, showcase my skills or something. Uh, so it's really important to stand out actually 
interesting example on LinkedIn the other day, I saw uh, the post that the person actually sent a bill of $50,000 to an agency uh, for one specific position. So I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like the way to stand out. First, the agency was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, who is this person? And then they understood that this person really wanted like copywriting position or something. So I think it's really cool to do something like this and not to be afraid to look different because this is probably exactly what uh, companies are looking for right now. So, okay. That's yes. Clever. That's funny. It, it is funny. I was like, okay, that's really smart. That's really cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> And yeah, okay, let's move quickly to our next question. I know we, we don't have a lot of time. Uh, so uh, as a student, as a new grad, what I usually uh, prefer to do is to go on LinkedIn to look for companies or you go to Indeed for the jobs, but we don't look at uh, the company usually in their social media or we don't really like go to their website and read a blog or something. So. This is kind of my insight what usually students do. It's like indeed LinkedIn. Uh, so what role uh, social media plays uh, for your company is this like promotional mix and what you would recommend students to use social media for? So you are you promoting some, I don't know, some events or something or how would you use social media to communicate with students in this case? So uh, I, I'm embarrassed here because our, our social media presence is not very robust and we have neglected it uh and, and it's it's a little embarrassing it's one of those things where we know we should do it um but we it, it's never quite as important as as client work so it it takes a back seat uh and we don't have a lot of extra people just you know hungry to do it so it, it kind of gets neglected a little bit if uh if i were to tell you what I wished it was, I, I would hope it to be a, uh, a window into the culture at Armstrong. I would want you to get a real sense for what it's like to either partner with us or work with us. Uh, and, and that would be through some amazing creative that we did or something. Uh, how I would recommend students use it is, uh, I, I think the biggest thing to understand is that you are you everywhere on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever, uh, you're yourself. And when you apply for a job, someone is going to look you up and try and find you on all these platforms. And uh, if they like what they see, then you, you might get a, a, a next round interview. Uh, that said, uh, it doesn't mean don't be yourself, that oftentimes that's, uh, it's a great way to get to feel like you know someone without really knowing them yet. So um, just know Trump hats in your pictures, but yeah, no, Good point, good point really. And uh, actually I got some feedback when I was, looking for my first job uh, i got an interview and the person who was sitting in front of me said that they looked the social media profile of all the candidates and they saw a lot of a lot of different things but what they saw in my profile they liked uh so that was kind of interesting for me to know okay that's what company do too so that's good to know yeah. i think for our audience too 
you're you're always selling yourself or promoting yourself or whenever you post something publicly yeah that's true yeah so you know moving on to the next question before wasting any time so you know um let us uh, can you tell to to our audience that what is the kind of you know role of a portfolio of a data marketer in the job search landscape sorry you cut out there i didn't get that question uh, what is the role of a, or i'd say the what is the portfolio for for a job role for a, for a digital marketer that you will look uh, in the job search landscape uh i don't know that i understand the question what's the role of a what is the role portfolio so oh. yes <laughs> sorry a portfolio okay um i I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm probably in the in the minority here, but I don't uh, I don't give too much weight to portfolios uh, unless it's it's a creative job, which I, I don't hire for. Um, it, it is interesting to see you know what stuff you've worked on. Uh, I find that with the portfolios that I've seen, anyways, there it's hard to tell what you did specifically versus you know like what meetings you attended uh it's cool to show me a, a campaign but did you come up with the insight did you uh pitch it to the client were you just taking notes like what was your role in there so um i, I think it's if it's used properly it can be impressive and can help you stand out um but portfolio or not uh resume portfolio linkedin profile just what did what did you do to get to X is, is what I would recommend. You provide really so many unique insights that we didn't hear it before. Oh my gosh, thank you for this. Really, we didn't really have any answers like this before. And uh, I totally agree with that. And I think that for people who are sitting in front of you, probably it's important to um, not only just show, okay, here's my website and here's the work that I've done, but actually talk through the points of what you can do and maybe go to HubSpot, try to create like a contact form or something, or like try to do something, uh, before you get to this interview. So yeah, thank you for this. Great point. Sure, yeah. It, it could mean that I'm absolutely wrong in everything that I've said so far. <laughs> Nobody no, else is agree with me. <laughs> that's why it's a journey hub because everyone's having this different journey right so uh we all have different insights here so and probably every last question most important question and probably the biggest insight that you got from your career uh that you have a chance to share with our audience is what kind of resources would you recommend for new grad students to look at who wants to get in like strategy or digital marketing role and what is one advice that you would give uh, to our audience that want to get into digital um, marketing or just marketing and advertising um, industry in general? Uh, there's a ton of free resources out there. Um, Mark Pollard and, and Julian Cole are great strategists who throw out a ton of free stuff. Uh, there's a, a sweatheads group on Facebook that has strategists from all over the world on it. Um, there's the, the Planning Dirty Academy from Julian Cole that 
is, is really good and has a ton of great stuff. Uh, he talks a lot about the, the get to buy briefing framework from Saatchi, uh, which is just so, it, I'm, I'm so envious because it's so dead simple and brilliant. And I, I wish I would have thought of it myself. Uh, and then just your typical ad agency publications, ad week, uh, WARC, uh, trend watching, all, all that stuff. You, you can get some free versions of those as well. And you, you get to see a lot of blog articles and stuff. Um, what was the second part of the question? Um, yeah. An advice. An advice yes. to the audience. One advice for students, new grads. We have only two minutes left here. And do you have your final answer here? <laughs> the last question. <laughs> uh, advice to students and new grads. Just uh, be yourself and you'll, you'll get something. You, someone will, will appreciate you for you and they'll see the value that you can bring uh, and you'll land a gig and you'll contribute to the culture and you'll, you'll get to do great stuff. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. You know, Dave, I really appreciate uh, your time here with us today. And uh, there were some, you know, very useful insights. I, I don't know why you keep saying that, you know, I don't, uh, uh, I might be not giving the exact right answer, but you have given it, you know, it's nothing as such. And uh, everyone is unique as Darina mentioned. So it, it was a quite a unique uh, round that we have and there were some unique answers. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. We look forward to connecting with you for uh, new normal, normal coffee chat one day. <laughs> so yes, thank you so much for your time and we look forward to connecting with you again. Likewise, take care. Take, take care. care. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.